Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Alicia DeCampel about her ceremony at Tower of Terror and her reception at Italy inside Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose those locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Alicia. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. For me, it was always been Disney. I have grown up on Disney. We are Disney Vacation Club members and pass holders. So we have always wanted to have a Disney wedding. At least my family and I have always agreed on that. I have known that since I was a little girl. For Dylan, it was really just what I wanted. He knew that I really wanted to have a Disney wedding. And I actually took him to Disney for the first time in October of 2020. And he really enjoyed that trip. So I think that really solidified the Disney wedding. That's wonderful. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Most people were very excited. Everyone on my side already knew that it was going to be a Disney wedding. On his side, it was a good reaction as well. People were excited to travel to Florida, take a little vacation, and it was a nice time of year. So people were really excited overall. That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We had about 30 guests invited and 26 were able to make the trip. We do have some family in Canada who were unable to make it, and that was the gap between the 30 and 26. Oh, that's too bad. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We did not. I actually took that into my own hands. I set up his mother and a couple of other people. We are Disney Vacation Club, so I booked the reservation for our room at the Grand Floridian. Yes. <laughs> now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? I'd imagine that your location dictated the time of day. Absolutely. Yeah, we were locked into an 11 p.m. ceremony time as the park closed at 9, and they needed a couple hours to clean up and make sure that area was ready and set up and do all the things that Disney does. We specifically chose the Tower of Terror as we wanted a unique venue location. The Wedding Pavilion is absolutely beautiful, and I was able to tour it. And, of course, Magic Kingdom is beautiful. But I really love the aesthetic of Tower of Terror, and I thought a lot of guests would enjoy that. And I thought that was a pretty unique location. As I know, there are a lot of receptions on Sunset Boulevard and at the Courtyard. And I've seen a couple of ceremonies, and I just thought I could put my own unique touch there better than I would fit in the wedding pavilion. That's interesting. Can you talk a little bit about the requirements? Because I know there are some special things like, first, you talked about how you have to start so late at night. Also, a lighting package. Did they require you to have a lighting package? Yes. So there's different lighting packages. I believe we got one upgraded from the one that they absolutely require. And it is 
just to light your ceremony so that everyone can see and the cameras can pick up nice pictures and so the videographer can do the videographer's job. The lighting we had was very, very strong. It was facing right at us at the ceremony and it really worked out for the pictures and the videography. So I would upgrade if you are thinking about the Tower of Terror location, but one of the things that you must have there is the lighting package. And then the other thing I see people balking at is how late you have to start. Can you talk a little bit about how your guests reacted to this and if anybody like fell asleep during the reception or anything? (laughs) Our guests were getting sleepy towards the end of the reception, that's for sure. A lot of people wanted to go on the bus that we chartered towards the end. Everyone was ready to go back to the hotels and get to sleep because a lot of us were going to the park the next day. But the ceremony started at 11. That's when they brought all the guests in. And my husband was at Tower of Terror by 9.45, so he was there even earlier. A lot of our guests were a little shocked by the timing. They knew that it was after park closed, so they knew it had to be somewhat late. A lot of people chose to go to the parks that day and then come back a little bit early and take a nap and then head over. Nobody fell asleep or anything at the ceremony, but like I mentioned, a lot of people were tired at the reception. Interesting. And then how did you choose Italy for your reception venue? I personally really love Italy. I really like how you can see the Epcot ball straight on. And I like Germany as well, but it just didn't work with the theming we wanted to do. We wanted to theme our reception towards Tangled, as that was our first dance song and the song that I walked down the steps at Tower of Terror at. So we wanted to have the gondolas in the back and Italy was perfect because nobody else was using it due to how late it was. And like I mentioned, I really enjoyed that you could see the Epcot ball straight on. That's interesting. So the Tangled theme was why you decided not to have your reception inside Hollywood Studios? We originally wanted to do Sunset Boulevard, but we would have never made the minimums for that. And I actually had a coworker who had a Disney fairy tale wedding back in 2010 And she told me about the dessert parties. And that's when I started to look into it. And I thought that Italy worked really well in terms of the minimums and for our guest count. And now since your event was so late, it was after the fireworks. Did you add any kind of fireworks dessert party as a welcome party or a farewell party? We did not. We were not sure what our guests were going to be doing. We wanted to give them enough time to vacation as quite a few guests have actually never been to Disney or Florida in general. So we wanted them to be able to do what parks they wanted to do outside, you know, outside of Disney or Disney parks. A lot of our guests went on the same schedule as us. So we did Animal Kingdom, Epcot, skipped the day of the wedding, Magic Kingdom, and then Hollywood Studios. So we wanted to give them enough time to do other things. So we chose not to do a welcome party. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes it can be nice just to let people have their own time to, you know, also enjoy a vacation when they're there for your wedding. Absolutely. Now, how did you choose your officiant? We were able to FaceTime with Valerie Tucker, and I really enjoyed the way she presented herself and talked about how excited she was about our venue. And she was really sweet. So we chose based on the personality and who we thought would be a good fit. Got it. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your reception? We did not. Interesting. So did they have the park background music playing for you or was it just silent? 
Yes, they had the park background music playing and then the Epcot ball was lit up. They did have some technical difficulties midway through the reception. So the park background music did turn off at one point and a guitarist stepped in and brought some music into the area again. They did get it fixed, but it did go on and off for a little bit. And the guitarist hadn't planned to be there? I don't believe so. We actually never got a final BEO, so I don't actually know all of that. But I think he was there just for a backup, just in case. He played during our entrance, I believe, which took a little bit of time because my husband did switch from his Navy uniform into a suit. So he was already there for that. And I think it just kind of worked. It worked itself out. Interesting. Okay. And then what did you do for first dances? We had a private first dance on Sunset Boulevard with Tower of Terror in the background. I really wanted to do a private moment with me and my husband, as I've seen a lot of recommendations to have a private first dance or 15 minutes to just stand back at the ceremony and take everything in because the day really does go fast. So I wanted to have a private moment with just the photographer, videographers, and the guitarist. And that was really nice to have nobody around. We could look at the tower. We could stop. We could take it all in, deep breaths, all of those things. So we just did a private first dance on Sunset Boulevard. That's a great tip. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend from your reception? We did the taco bar, which people really loved. Even though it was late, everybody seemed to really enjoy tacos. (laughs) And they are accommodating with vegetarianism. They gave us plant-based meat and it was really good. My husband tried it and he said it tasted really good. And he generally does not eat Impossible or Beyond burgers. And I thought it was really good. I do recommend the almond cake with amaretto crunch and people really enjoyed the red velvet with cream cheese. That is a classic that you can't go wrong. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? So we woke up kind of late that day because we were at Epcot drinking around the world until midnight due to the deluxe hours that Epcot had. So we slept in a little bit and we went to the Grand Floridian Cafe for lunch. And then we came back and went to the pool. We just hung out. It was really nice because the hair and makeup started at 6 p.m. So we had plenty of time to go do things that day and relax. So I had Stacy Otto as my hair and makeup person, and she was really great to work with. So we started at 6 p.m. and started with hair first. I had a bun with a crown, so that took some time. And then we moved into the makeup. And then from the makeup, I got into the dress with the shoes on. And we were actually a little crunched for time as the limo arrived a little bit early because Dylan left a little bit early. So I kind of had to hop in my dress and hope everything was buttoned and go. But we got in the limo around 10 and our guests were picked up at the Grand Floridian main lobby at 1010. And from there, they transported me backstage to Hollywood Studios. At that point, Dylan was already at Hollywood Studios getting photos done. And at around 1020, I want to say, we did a first look also on Sunset Boulevard and Around 10.45, we went back in place. We were upstairs in the queue for Tower of Terror in the actual building. And then around 10.50, our guests were getting seated at the ceremony. 
And then the ceremony started at 11 and it went to about 11, 20, 11, 35, I want to say. I didn't have any watch or phone on me, so I don't know the 100% exact time. But from there, that's when we went to Sunset Boulevard to give our first dance. And we took a lot of photos with Dean. We went all the way down Sunset Boulevard and we did one in front of Carthay Circle. And then our guests were taken over to Italy. And we were taken over to Italy in the limo. And we went backstage to Epcot through the American Adventure Pavilion. And then the reception started at around midnight, which was the scheduled time. And it went till 2 a.m. We did food as soon as people arrived. And the cake cutting was at 1 a.m. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? For me, I really was interested in videography. That was one of my top priorities. And floral, I really loved the petal swirls from the Sleeping Beauty episode on the show. And that was really important to me. I wanted to almost replicate that. So those are the two things that were very important to me. And I also wanted to make sure that I was accommodating in the food category for the reception, as I do have a friend who doesn't eat red meats. So I wanted to make sure that they had something to eat there. Budget wise, I went in and I picked exactly what I wanted. And then when they gave me the price, I just kind of changed things to fit how I wanted it to look. We did go over budget, but it turned out exactly how I wanted it. So then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I would say probably floral. We did go very minimalistic for our floral. I did go for a larger bouquet and I got flowers for my dad and we got a Mickey head pin for my husband. But other than that, we didn't do very much personal floral. Got it. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I would say walking down the steps of Tower of Terror and just seeing everybody there I had a friend who instantly started bawling and all she could see was my hair, which I thought was so funny and something very (laughs) memorable. And my husband actually did start crying and he told me he wasn't going to cry so many times. So it was really nice to see him get emotional. And, you know, I got to say, I told you so. So I would say walking down the steps with my dad and just seeing everybody and all the magic was really the most memorable memory from my wedding. That's interesting because you had already done a first look with your husband and he still cried when you came down the steps. Yes. I think with the first look, it didn't really hit him emotionally. I think he was just very excited and we had all the flashing cameras and we weren't specifically focused on each other. But when I came down the stairs at Tower of Terror, I think we were specifically focused on each other and that made him more emotional. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? The only thing that turned out not quite like I expected would just be the park music in the background of Italy. Other than that, I think everything really turned out great. We didn't have any issues with photography, which was something I was a little worried about because photography and videography are very, very important to me. But both of our photographers were great. But for the most part, everything else was completely fine. Great. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I would say waiting for my husband to change. That was something that was really stressing me out. 
because I was thinking it would take a lot of time away from the reception. And it did take a little bit of time, but I think I made it a little bit bigger of a deal than it needed to be. How did you coordinate that? Where did he change? Well, originally he was supposed to change in the bathrooms near Regal Eagle on the side, and he had to go over to the bathrooms next to the rotunda. Mm, Okay. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think I would have changed the reception to another day just because I think guests might have enjoyed it just a little bit more because they wouldn't have been so tired. And some guests did have children, which was very hard for those children. I liked the timing of the ceremony reception for me, but in terms of our guests, I think I would maybe try to do one the next day so that people can get sleep and get well rested and eat because I actually did not eat very much at the reception because it was so late. And I really wish I could have eaten more that day. That's a good point because, yeah, if you don't have any kind of catered event directly after a late ceremony like that, you can have your reception the next day and it still counts toward the event minimum. So that's an interesting point about, yeah, maybe break them up over the two days. I just felt like it might have been more enjoyable and lively. And I also could have booked it during the fireworks show. And I think a lot of guests would have liked that. Like I said, I did like the timing and I think it worked out for us. But if you do have a lot of children in your guest list or older people, you might want to consider doing a reception like the next day. That's a great tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for anyone who's maybe thinking about using Tower of Terror for their ceremony? Be prepared for changes and upgrade the lighting for sure. You want to have good lighting for the photography and the videographer. and the timing for our arrival at Hollywood Studios did change the day of. So you want to be a little flexible. I know it's hard to relax and just let Disney handle it, but they definitely know how to handle these things. And everything turned out fine, even though we were a couple minutes later than what we would have been. That's great advice. Well, Alicia, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>